Hi, welcome to YouTube. Thanks, it's great to be here. I'm just gonna upload my video right now. Uh, let me see it first. Oh, wow, no, you can't post that. Why not? I don't agree with that, nope. Okay, I'm sorry. What are you doing? I'm uploading my video. All right, that's a warning, pal. Dude, you need to relax. Flag! What? Okay, you wanna get crazy? Boom, boom, double flag! There goes your video! Did you just cancel me? All right, I'm gonna be leaving now. Where are you going? To a place where I can't get canceled and they celebrate free speech. <laughs> uh, but in fantasy land. It's not fantasy land, it's called Rumble. Later, pal. Did you need these back? Yeah, I'm gonna need those for the next person. Got you, good luck, buddy. Thanks. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, and I'm uh, sitting down to record an episode about the recent Pentagon Ukraine document leaks and the leaker. But this uh, actually just kind of crossed my desk. Uh, it's apparently old news, but just thought I'd cover it. Kind of just sucks. I, I, I referenced the Gulf of Tonkin incident uh, whenever I talk about reasons not to trust the federal government and all in like different ways they lie to us, uh, often followed by some about weapons of mass destruction and the invasion of Yemen. You know, it's in that same kind of vein for me. This is the guy who got all these documents out that blew the whistle on tons of the lies we were fed about the Vietnam War. And he's got pancreatic cancer, so I just, you know, kind of a legend. So much, you know, I want, I want to at least talk about this. Daniel Ellsberg, who leaked Pentagon Papers, has months to live due to inoperable cancer. Ah, oh, that's heartbreaking. Josh Christensen, March 3rd, 2023. Updated. Is this, uh... No, that's not it. Moving on. Longtime anti-war, anti-nuclear activist Dan Ellsberg, who famously revealed the top-secret Pentagon Papers detailing America's long, lo America's long involvement in the Vietnam War, announced Thursday that he will be given oh, that he has been given a mere mere months to live on February 17th, without much warning. I was diagnosed with inoperable pancreatic cancer on the basis of a CT scan and MRI. Ellsberg, 91, said in a letter shared on Twitter, quote, I'm sorry to report to you that my doctor has given me three, three to six months to live. <sighs> I mean, I know he's an old guy, right? But why can't he just go out you know, peacefully as an old man, right? Like, why can't he just go into sleep? Why couldn't he just, you know, man, it just sucks. So late in life, pancreatic cancer too. Sucks, man. This should be, this should be his golden years, his twilight years, you know, just, just chilling, just enjoying the fruits of his labor, going out the legend he is, but oh well. Ellsberg added, that he will not undergo chemotherapy and will enter hospice care at the appropriate time. While, the pe while a Pentagon consultant employed by RAND, R-A-N-D, 
Oh, shit. Sorry. McAfee hat fell. Back. While a Pentagon consultant employed by R.A.N.D. Corporation in the late 1960s, Ellsberg obtained secret report commissioned by then-Defense Secretary Robert McNamara that detailed U.S. actions in Southeast Asia since 1945. The report revealed how U.S. involvement in the war was built up steadily by political and military leaders who were overconfident about the prospects of victory and deceptive about their accomplishments against the communist North Vietnamese. Sounds familiar to current day stuff, doesn't it? Man, the simulation. This guy is going down while a guy who's in a very similar position released very similar documents about a different war is just now being arrested and dragged through the he- and dragged through the ringer. I don't know, man. Sometimes things just rhyme, I guess. Quote, When I copied the Pentagon Papers in 1969, I had every reason to think that I would be spending the rest of my life behind bars. Ellsberg wrote of his decision to pass a report to the New York, Post, uh, the New York Times reporter Neil Sheehan. Quote, It was a fate I would gladly have accepted if it meant um, hastening the end of the Vietnam War unlikely as that seemed and was. In June 1971, the Times published the first in a series of stories on the report. Then-President Richard Nixon, (laughs) Justice Department tried to squash the publication of the papers on national security grounds, but the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 that Nixon's attempts at prior restraint violated the First Amendment. Ellsberg, by the time, was working as a senior research associate at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Center for International Studies. Was also charged with theft, conspiracy, and violation of the Espionage Act in connection with the leak. All of these will be slapped on to this uh, Texarian guy. In connection with the leak. But... The case was thrown out in 1973 after revelations emerged that Ellsberg's conversation had been wiretapped and his psychiatrist's office had been burglarized by members of Nixon's notorious plumber's unit. Ellsberg said, uh, Ellsberg said his ex- unexpected reprieve allowed him, quote, to spend the last 50 years with my wife, Patricia, my family, and with you, my friends. What more? I was able to devote those years to doing everything I could to think, everything I could think of to alert the world to the perils of nuclear war and wrongful interventions. Lobbying, lecturing, writing, and joining with others in acts of protest and nonviolent resistance. He said, while noting, that he hoped he could, quote, report greater success for our efforts. Oh, dude. Stop it. You're a fucking legend. Do not short sell yourself. Ellsberg suggested in his 2017 book, The Doomsday Machine, Confessions of a Nuclear War Planner. It's a good book. Lex Friedman actually has talked about it before. I think, uh, was it Ben Shapiro recommended on his book club or something? If that means anything to you. It doesn't mean much to me, but 
It's a good book. Uh, I haven't read it, but I, people I so people I watch have talked about it. That the uh, <clears throat> that the world has never been closer to nuclear Armageddon. His Twitter post similarly said, "Quote: The current risk of nuclear war over Ukraine is great, is as great as the world has ever seen, due to threats from Russia." Quote: Leadership in the U.S., Russia, and other nuclear weapon states, NATO, and other U.S. allies have yet to recognize that such threats of pardon me <clears throat> uh, of initiating nuclear war, let alone the plans, deployments, and exercises meant to make them credible and more ready to be carried out, are and always have been immoral and insane. Under any circumstances, for any reason, or by anyone, or anywhere, he added. The former military analyst also said the Pentagon's willful denial on the matter is akin to America's denial of catastrophic climate change. Blow me on that front, homie. Tell me, man, uh, just asking for a friend. Where, in your views, did it transition from nuclear winter, from cow farts and spray deodorant, to all-out fiery ozone deterioration microwave-type death? Because the narrative has changed so many times since then. Fuck you, I'm one of those, it's a thousand-year cycle. It just happens to be particularly warm. And, uh, by the way, following all the snowstorms we had in Texas, it wasn't just the one that knocked out power. We had, like, five that year. And then, like, seven the next year. I hate to tell you, man, it's snowing in Texas more and more every year. Could it be what, I don't know, oh, people are going to give me shit for this. Uh, Graham has been saying, or on the Joe Rogan podcast, was his name Graham, uh, is it Graham Norton? No, it's not Graham Norton. The name's blinking on me right now, but he was explaining uh, Randall, actually, it's Randall something. Oh, come to me. Anyway, he was talking about how the, uh, it, it's what's going to happen is there's a, a shift going on inside the earth where places that are typically warm and, and uh, tropical will start to see more and more cold and snow fronts, whereas places that are typically cold and snowy will start to see more and more tropical-like weather over the course of 100 years. And it's going to be a, a more of a climate flip than a, a global warming type scenario. And right now, just want to bring up a little bit about a... Pardon me? <sighs> Damn, I thought I got that all out of my throat. Oh, well. Oh, anyway. Advances. Advantages of nuclear power. Nuclear fission does not release greenhouse gases or carbon dioxide. A controlled nuclear fission reactor releases 1 million times more energy per kilogram than a chemical reaction such as burning coal, gas, oil, etc. Nuclear power can create employment opportunities for many people, many people being millions of people. One nuclear power plant, if ran efficiently, could power half a fucking state. Theoretically, depending on the size of it. So, you know... I'm sure this, uh, I, I'm sure this fogey just hates all nuclear everything. I just want to throw it out there that when now we, we're finally starting to crack nuclear fusion and uh, na- a nuclear fission, uh, I meant to say, and it's a beautiful thing, and we need to root for this technology to expand and grow. But let's continue. This wife denial, Eisenberg told, uh, as akin to America's denial of catastrophic climate change. Ellsberg told followers. He was, quote, happy to know others 
had the moral courage to carry on with these causes, the Postwire reports. Now let's go down here. Uh, Minerva, he did a brave thing and history will remember him for it. 91 is a pretty ripe age. I hope he doesn't suffer too much. Exactly. Al Hershen, this man is an American hero, a real American patriot. Agreed. AZ says, one of the first real peek behind the curtains regarding America's involvement in Southeast Asia. Ooh. When the country started realizing how deep the lies were, it was a real bummer. Lol. Yeah, fair. That being said, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been James Madison, and I shall catch y'all later. Deuce. On Sunday, June 13th, 1971, the New York Times published a report that would change history. Their source was Daniel Ellsberg, a military analyst working for the government. And the report, which would soon become known as the Pentagon Papers, included top secret and incriminating information about the Vietnam War. Between 1967 and 1969, Ellsberg worked on a classified project for the government called United States Vietnam Relations 1945-1967, a study prepared by the Department of Defense. The Pentagon Papers were not a good look for the United States government. Ellsberg research showed that there were many military miscalculations and even flat-out lies told by politicians about U.S. involvement in Vietnam. But why did Ellsberg decide to leak the papers to the New York Times? While working on the project, he realized he no longer supported the Vietnam War and thought it was unwinnable. In October of 1969, concerned that the public was being lied to, he began photocopying the report. He leaked some documents to members of Congress, but none of them went public. So in 1970, Ellsberg leaked portions to the New York Times and the Washington Post. The Pentagon Papers revealed that the government had been involved in Vietnam through several presidencies, unbeknownst to the American people. As early as 1950, the Truman administration gave military aid to France against the Viet Minh. In 1954, President Eisenhower sent aircraft and military assistance to Vietnam. By that time, the U.S. was covering 80% of France's military expenses in Indochina. President Kennedy adopted a policy of broad commitment to the war in Vietnam, even though the American people had been told the U.S. involvement would be very limited. Then, President Lyndon B. Johnson waged military operations against North Vietnam. He began planning war in 1964, a full year before the depth of U.S. involvement was revealed to the public. In 1971, when the New York Times broke the story, President Nixon quickly obtained a court injunction from a federal judge in New York, stopping the Times from printing any more articles. He argued that publishing the Pentagon Papers would limit the president's ability to guard national security. The Times adhered to the restraining order, but they filed an appeal. Meanwhile, Catherine Graham, head of the Washington Post, started publishing articles about the Pentagon Papers instead. Nixon tried to stop the Post as well, but unlike the judge in New York, the D.C. judge refused to issue an injunction. This allowed the Post to continue publishing about the secret report. The inconsistency between the Post and Times cases quickly brought both papers to trial in the Supreme Court. The court decided that under the freedom of press, the government did not have a strong enough case to censor the press. Nixon lost the fight, and the articles were printed. Ellsberg was still indicted under the Espionage Act for leaking government secrets. He could have been sentenced to 115 years in prison, 
but charges were dropped after evidence of governmental misconduct came to light. Although the Pentagon Papers did not include any details on Nixon's conduct in Vietnam, the president was embarrassed by the publications. He subsequently sought to discredit Ellsberg by using a team he called plumbers. They broke into Ellsberg's psychiatrist's office to try to uncover embarrassing or harmful information that might make Ellsberg look bad. This was the same group of burglars who'd become famous for their role in the Watergate scandal. It didn't work. Ellsberg was free and together with the New York Times set a new precedent for the press, a responsibility to tell the truth, even if it means publishing classified documents. Hey YouTube, what are you doing? Oh, I'm updating my content policies. Wow, that's a lot of pages. Oh yes, <laughs> what about you? I don't see you working hard on your content policies. <laughs> well, here at Rumble, we try to keep our policies as simple and consistent as possible. Our policies hasn't changed much since 2013. Huh, I changed mine today. Really, do you mind if I take a look? Sure. Yeah. Oh wait, one more. <laughs> this is a new one. Thank you, I'll block off my schedule. It's a real page turner. Oh, page 94 is my personal favorite. Okay, can't wait. Honestly, YouTube, this is too much to read. Ah, wait, ah, my pages! Sorry. 